0: me a podcast or me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could take me to Des Moines, Idaho. I don't think that's where Des Moines is whatever you can take me to a shitty fucking town leave me there and then i will hitchhike my way back home knock on the door and say i still love you my guest today is a comedian podcaster and makeup lover they co-hosted the good for you podcast with whitney cummings and now has a new hilarious series called you did this where they interview comedians while they do a timed makeup look with no prior instructions. Ooh, get ready to have your nasty little ears have the sounds. <laughs> I don't know. I'm dying. I'm so tired. I Okay. Oh, they're funny. It's a Benton Ray. Hello.
1: <laughs> is, this is, let me tell you, it's Glitch City over here. So I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, should I talk now? I was... I was waiting on on, on my name because I couldn't hear it.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, can you hear me now, Benton? I can hear you now. Okay. Well, Benton, it's nice to see you. It's nice to see you, Nicole. We haven't really talked since you opened for me in... Where were we? In Nashville. Nashville. And then you didn't come to... Stand up live in uh, Huntsville, did you?
1: No, I was supposed to, but they it got double booked like you had booked me and then the club booked someone else.
0: Yes, 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 yes. That was a fun weekend in Nashville. You were great, you were so it funny. Was
1: so fun. I still tell people to this day it was one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Your audience members are so much fun.
0: Thank you. I, I mean, I'm so not responsible fun. for it, but uh, my crowds typically are like really sickening like they're just yes they're down to fucking clown they like when you go a little weird they stay with you on premises like i really do love doing live shows because my crowds are just they're great sometimes unruly but very good that's all part of it though but you 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 (laughs) you have to take credit for a little bit of that nicole i mean you definitely
1: attract people you know what i mean people go to see people like them you know, they go to see somebody that makes them feel connected. So you are creating that crowd. You are the mm-hmm. fans you have. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, Benton, thank you. Um, Okay, Benton, are you, are you single? Are you dating? What's going on?
1: I am single. Fun fact, okay. I'm like super single. I'm probably more single than you. Why do you say this? I've never dated anyone. I've never kissed anyone. <gasps> I'm a virgin.
0: Oh. Wait, I think I did know this about you. Yes, I am. Okay, can we get into it? Is that okay? Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, I brought it up. It's my fault, right? <laughs> well, sometimes you bring up things that you're like, you know what? Um, I don't want it, and that's perfectly okay if you don't want it. But can oh, we talk no. about it?
1: Let's do it. Let's talk about it.
0: Okay, is this a choice? Well, obvi- Yeah, it's a it's a choice. Yes. So, um, I mean, I would, ho- I
1: hope. Um, but also I will say, there's two sides of it. There's like, one side that I think very much is just like, I've never met anyone that I have an interest in doing those things with. And I'm like totally content with that. Um, and then on the other hand, I think there is a part of me that it's kind of like a defense mechanism from being younger. I grew up like in the middle of nowhere, the South. Mm -hmm. And I learned really early on that the thing that people, that people don't really care about if someone's, um, LGBTQ or different as long as they're like an accessory to them as long as they're like the best mm. friend or they can like mm-hmm. you know take them shopping or it's the it's sexual part of those things people don't like and so I think I kind of told myself younger I was like oh if I can like not have crushes and not care about like being attracted to people that I can kind of like no one ever be like oh this you know gay boy is he, he's hitting on us or he likes us uh-huh. Like if I kind of neuter that part of it I can kind of protect myself oh, and I do wow. think that kind of that kind of bled over a little bit into my adulthood but also i think a lot of it now is just like i i just haven't met anyone that i really care for any of that stuff with
0: Interesting. but i would like
1: to so let's
0: figure it out okay so what are you attracted to and maybe are you maybe you're asexual is uh, that no
1: I, I used to love That was a very
0: I, quick, no, uh, no. <laughs> well, I, no, because
1: I've thought about no. it so much. Like, I've thought about it so much to the point mm-hmm. where, like... And I could be wrong, but my understanding of asexual is that, like, you just don't have the desire to be sexual. Uh-huh. I think. And I, 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 yes. And I feel like I have the desire to be sexual. I just don't have, like... I'm just not going to, like, throw myself out there and be like, I'm going to find it. Because you could find it. I just... that's mm-hmm. just not... I think my mindset of it, but I don't think I'm asexual because I've definitely thought about that. But I used to love to tell people I was because nothing shuts that conversation down faster than being like I'm asexual. <laughs> but then I, I, I quit doing it because I thought it was like maybe a little rude for me to just be claiming a thing I'm not. So
0: maybe you're demisexual. Um, I know that uh, demisexual. I think it's demisexual where you need to have like a connection. Okay, so I just found a bunch of terms. It's when
1: you have to have sex with Demi Lovato playing in the background? You
0: have to have sex with Demi Lovato! Oh, and uh, aromantic. That's someone who experiences little to no romantic attraction, regardless of sex or gender. Intr- autosexual a person who's sexually attracted to themselves wait you can be attracted to yourself yes someone's desire to engage in sexual behaviors such as masturbation does not de- oh that that doesn't determine whether they're autosexual but it's someone who's literally attracted to
1: themselves what does determine that's correct i didn't know you that was even an option because like what
0: i might weigh that one I, <laughs> there's so many. So, demisexual, that's um, on the asexual spectrum. This sexual orientation describes people who have ex- experienced sexual attraction only under specific circumstances. Interesting. Gray sexual. What's that?
1: Gray sexual.
0: That's uh, not asexual or aromantic. It's somewhere in the middle. This is a lot. Yeah, that Whoa. feels like it, that
1: feels like it could be anything. That just feels like everyone would be that one.
0: Boy oh boy oh. omnisexual, similar to pansexual. Ooh, okay, hold on. Let's uh, sapiosexual. Oh, sexual attraction based on intelligence. Mm. Oh, that'd be a tough one. Yeah, I'm not sapiosexual. You better give me a dummy. Yeah, I me, mean, I right. I'm like, I want the one holding <laughs> up the
1: I want the one holding up the fish in the picture.
0: Yeah, he likes to fish and there's nothing else in that brain. You better work. <laughs> um, okay, so you're working on it, you're looking. Are you on the apps?
1: I'm not an app person. I have tried okay. the apps because I'll, I'll try anything as far as like, mm-hmm. like I'm not like, mm, nobody likes me, but I'm not going to try. I don't really talk about it that much, but I'm, I'm trying. Um, and so, yeah, I've done the apps. I, I personally never have good experiences on them. I don't know about uh-huh. you, but I, I it's uh, not for no, me. No, I'm
0: having a terrible time. It's the worst. Um, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy.
1: The last time that I got on an app, um, a man who was 28, I was 30 at the time, Told me mm-hmm. that I was a cougar and I don't even know if I'm allowed to be a cougar.
0: I mean, I feel like older gentlemen identifying people are daddies. And I think a cougar is for a woman, but also I don't fucking know. But also, it's a two year age gap. You're, you're contemporaries. I was
1: like, are we being, are people being ageist this early? Is this, is this <laughs> happening like this soon? <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. it's just
1: always a lot. It's a lot of like the same question. I mean, I don't know if this is what it is like for straight people, but a lot of the times um, I would, the interaction is like very similar. It's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, well, I was just Ah. looking to talk on this app. Like, but it always has to be like something more like, (laughs) but I'm like, I I don't know you. So I'm not looking for a lot.
0: Um, I've gotten everything that ranges from like, you want to fuck? to like, hi, how are you? Or to like, straightforward can i take you out on a date and those are my favorite my favorite is uh my favorite message i've ever gotten is hi you're cute have you ever been or can i take you on a date yeah that's... because it's like sure okay um i refuse to go back and forth on an app because people you can make up a whole different person when you don't hear the voice or like inflections or like what they actually look like yeah or like what they smell like so like for me, a couple back and forths and we gotta get out into the real world, baby. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I at least
1: need like a name. Like I feel like we're skipping oh, yeah. names. Like I mean we're not I, like, I was like, we need like a hobby. Like what what do, like I need to know something about what I'm walking into. I mean if I mean mm-hmm. it's not I would sign up for a blind date. Like that's not but I, I will say I, I'm I mostly also have the problem where almost every app I'm on I end up matching with more straight guys or curious guys than i do anything else which always shocks me because i feel like i very much in my mind anyways i feel like guys like that are more attracted to like super effeminate and i i know that i'm very effeminate but i feel like i do fall somewhere visually in the middle Mm -hmm. of effeminate and masculine so i'm always like so shocked by their interest but like nine times out of ten my I, i have more messages from uh quote-unquote, curious or straight man than I ever, ever do gay people on those apps. And so then I'm just Interesting. like, well, now. I was like, so now this just feels like like self-harm.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be your dirty little secret. Right. Wait, so you've never been kissed. You're like that Drew Barrymore movie, which I uh, love truly. very much. Um, have you never been in a position to be kissed? Uh, like, no. I like, like, you're adorable. Like, I feel like Thank people you. be trying to smooch you all the
1: time. I feel like I get many a compliment from a woman. Women all day are like, "Your eyes, are, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful." You're, and I'm like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you," um, because I feel <laughs> the same way about you. I feel the same way about women, um,
0: because I mean, nothing is more
1: embarrassing to be attracted to men. Like, I mean, like, have you met men?
0: I think it's I. It's sad. Yeah. It's you know.
1: But no, I mean, to answer your question, no, I never. I mean, I grew up in like such a small town. I was being gothic. I was being accused of witchcraft, as most people know. Mm-hmm. I was. I it was. It was rough for me. No, no one was really around to kiss me. I was. I was. I was running from from villagers.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> and and then as I
1: got older, I think it was just like you don't miss what you didn't have, you know. Fair. So no, I've just never really been. I I maybe one time. I kind of sort of went on one date one time. With this mm-hmm. guy that I do still kind of talk to, and this is, and we've talked for literally seven years at this point.
0: Seven years.
1: Yeah, seven years. He, it, uh, he's a joke, but seven years. But the one time we did meet, I was like, it was very like he came to my apartment. It was very nice. We hung out. It was just like talking. We watched a movie. We ordered Chili's because he's like, Chili's is my favorite restaurant. And I was like, red flag.
0: I mean, he's a keeper. You never <laughs> believe I love a Southwestern egg roll. Oh, me
1: too. But mm-hmm. that's exactly what I said, too. But then in my head, I was also like, wait a minute. Are you trying to keep me indoors? Um, <laughs> but it was very cute. And then, like, one of my my, my smoke alarms started going off. And he, like, mm. climbed up this ladder. And he, like, fixed it. And he was like, he was like, hold this hammer. I don't know why, why we needed a hammer for the smoke detector. But that's not my business. And I was like, he he was coming down like off this like ladder or whatever the hell he was standing on. I was like, in my head, I was like, this is it. This is the moment I'm about to be smooched.
0: Oh, yes. And
1: and this fool literally reached right behind me, put that hammer on the dresser and turned his back. Then he spent the night with me. Oh. Yeah, we still never kissed.
0: Wait, were you in the same bed?
1: Yeah. And (gasps) we still never kissed. And then he went home the next day and we've just been friends i guess
0: forever wait that's truly wild to sleep in someone's bed and not even be like hey would you like it i'm not saying like you know you sleep in the same bed you deserve a kiss but i feel like you climb in the bed (laughs) and you go can i have a kiss i would at least ask you know there's nothing wrong with asking how interesting but that would have been so fucking cute like what a treat for him to climb down put the hammer down and be like
1: I know I was like I was like this is like a movie it's gonna be very cute like you just fix something that shouldn't have been broken to begin with and then <laughs> you're like being very helpful I'm like this is so nice and then nothing happened and I I definitely did not say anything would, would you have said something actually would you have been like uh, excuse me now the next day I was like what the fuck was going uh-huh. on I was like I have a couple <laughs> questions um, but
0: in the moment I would have been like are you gonna kiss me?
1: Oh, I would never do that. i I think oh. it's because I spend so tell me if I mean I guess you don't feel like this based on the answer, but as a comedian and stuff, don't you feel like you spend so much time like being quote unquote like in control of a room or a crowd or the way people see you that when it comes to relationships, you're like, I don't want to be in control of this I don't want to like oh. raise this
0: situation. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love being in control of everything. I try to control relationships and dates and how they go. So like, oh, in the moment, bottom. if someone was, I'm a very much a power bottom. If someone had gotten like close enough to me, to be like you can kiss, you can kiss, oh. I love being in control. Um, I do not like relinquishing control at any time. Uh, probably why I'm single, because I'm trying to make things happen with, like, wheeling and dealing instead yeah. of just letting things happen. You are.
1: You're power bottom. See, I'm rock bottom. I'm like, if you hit this, you may want to change your life. Oh, no!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Benton, do you watch any reality television based around love? <laughs> um, I watch Love Island because
1: nothing makes me happier than when people get in a fight on, on Love Island UK and they're like, listen here, Scropey. I can't fucking stand you going west. Absolutely scrupid. That's my favorite thing in the world.
0: Did you watch Love Is Blind?
1: I tried. I tried to watch Love Is Blind. That's one where they're in the boxes, right? They're in like the milk crates. Yeah, they're in
0: the pods, and they have to find love. And let me tell you, I started with season two. I don't know why, but season I watched. It's incredible. There's this one person on it named Shane who is the funniest person. He's like crunching on Adderalls the whole time. You don't see it, but you see it in the eyes. (laughs) And there's this one scene where he's in the pods and every time they cut to him, he's in a different position. He is just moving. He like doesn't stop moving. He's pounding little bottles of red wine at one point. Um, It's truly the most incredible show I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. Yes. Hosted by Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, who are in the second act of their careers hosting reality shows that they call Experiments. The second one is called The Ultimatum, which is uh, another insane thing. The premise of the show is I'm going to embarrass my partner by making them fly across the country to meet Nick and Vanessa Lachey, where I say either marry me or i'm gonna spend three weeks fucking somebody else and at the end of the three weeks i'm gonna come back (laughs) to you and be mad that you're not this new fucking person i'm having a honeymoon phase with and you're gonna get mad at me we're gonna fight and maybe we'll get married it's oh my god incredibly messy the last three episodes get pretty dark um (laughs) Okay, wait. I would watch
1: that now. I will say I have. I sometimes I avoid. I avoid reality shows because, and you'll know this. I like because you're a fan. I love Drag Race, and mm-hmm. the, those girls are. And I've been I've been lucky enough that I got to go and be like uh, on the guest in Drag Race, and you have been literally the queen of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And but literally, like, you know how hard those girls are working. Like they're learning dance routines and choreography mm-hmm. for a hundred thousand dollars, and then you have like literally people. What is that show on Netflix where you just didn't have to have sex for a month? like a month or something and you won $100,000. Oh,
0: yeah. What was that? Too hot to handle. Yeah. I Loved it. I'm like, literally,
1: that's all you have to do is just not have
0: sex. I just want to be a part. Like, I feel like Ariel and the Little Mermaid where I'm like, I just want to be part of that world because I'm like I'm not part of that world. Like people aren't like dying to have sex with me. They're not dying to date me. Um, I would like if I was in that house, it'd be like don't have sex with Nicole. Everyone would be like easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Um, But you're oh wait wait wait. So you're saying you're saying
1: like you want to be part of like of like the hot people privilege. Hot person world.
0: I want to live in a bubble where you
1: never have to retake a photo. Like you never say like let's do it again. Yeah. It's never that. Okay, I would like that, too, just because, like, it's so wild to me that the idea of, like, that that the concept of someone not being attracted to you is that, like, can you guys believe we have to do this yes. for a month? A month of people not wanting this? And you're just, it's just, I, I would also like to just see that. Just fill it for a minute.
0: Right? Like, I don't know. It must be wild. Like, okay, I was on a plane once and this lady walked on. She was the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my whole life. She wasn't famous or nothing like that. She went all the way to the back of the plane of coach. But like we all stared at her. We were all like, like I even gasped a little bit. Like, oh, it's so wild. But also I I need you to watch. uh, Oh, wait, never mind. I don't want to say that about the person. There's this person on the show who's wild looking (laughs) and I gasped when I saw it. But I'm trying really hard not to be like mean because they are people. Um,
1: (laughs) You said supposedly they're on this show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's this one person who looks like grandmother willows from Pocahontas but she's an actual person and I gasped when I saw Uh. her I was like how do you look like a tree and you're a person I just I love love the show
1: I wanted to be a tree so bad growing up
0: really what kind of tree
1: I used to eat watermelon seeds because I just knew I just knew Nicole that it would make uh, plant powers grow inside me, and I was gonna be a a, a poison ivy ass tree bitch. I just knew I was Nicole. I used to pray. I'd be like, "Please God, let a tree go inside of me, please, please."
0: Oh my God!
1: Yeah. So, Mother Willow, I'm all for it. Where is she?
0: That's so fucking funny. Please God, make me a tree. Flock. Stand, stand right here. That's so funny. It's like the opposite of what Jenny's praying for in Forrest Gump. <laughs> right. He's like, "Please give me wings to fly, Lord." <laughs> So you used to work at a Mac counter in Nashville?
1: Uh, I, oh, God, yeah. I've worked, um, I've worked at a Mac counter all over Nashville. Then I worked at Sephora when I met you, I believe. I managed at Sephora. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've worked at tons of different makeup places. I've done freelance makeup, special effects mm-hmm. makeup, many makeups.
0: What got you into working in makeup? Tell me about it give me the give me the scoop and did anyone ever hit on you at like the makeup counters? Um,
1: okay, let me see so I got I got into it because I got into it because I loved horror movies and I I in my head that I guess that registered when I was young like I knew that was makeup like because what else would it be you know I didn't think it was like blood mm-hmm. and stuff and so I loved that and I loved Elvira and she had a ton of makeup on. And I loved like Ursula and I just loved like de Deville. Anybody that had like tons of makeup. I just liked characters like that. And as I like figured out like, oh, it's makeup, and then there's like monster makeup, I just I just started watching it was I was right at the dawn of YouTube. I started watching like just insane videos of people like making staples into like scars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just learned it from there. And then literally I there was nowhere to do makeup where I lived, except for on ourselves. So it was just me with you know, black smoky eyes, and then I went to college, and I was like, "What's a Mac counter?" And I <laughs> just t- applied for a job there, and I randomly got it, and I just was there forever because they paid good, and I was in college, and it was like a cool, edgy job to have, and you c- and you could be openly queer there, which I think is like people don't think about this, but retail is one of the only environments that has been around for years where they celebrate gay people, at least to an extent. Like at least like you could You're be right. gay. Like you could be yeah. gay at a makeup counter or a Macy's, which is why, which is why when you go to like a retail store, gay people are like, I love a, Jill, I love a Nordstrom. Like it's because it, <laughs> there's something about it. It's It's like okay to be like, do you like these pearls? Do you love this bag? Like it's like they uh-huh. want you to be that way.
0: I love that. I never thought about that, but that's true. Like yeah. I remember the first time I went to a makeup counter, I was like, oh, I think that man is gay. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, gay, <laughs> but I was just like. <laughs> I just remember clocking it, being like, oh, okay, that's fun.
1: Yeah, malls are, I think malls have always been, like, a safe space for, like, queers and weirdos and people who are different. Like, punk kids, like goth kid, goth mall goths. Like, I always thought mm-hmm. that. I spent so much time in malls. Like, those are the people that, like, when you think about mall culture, it's those kind of, like, freaks and geeks that make mall culture. Mm-hmm. It's not really popular kids. Like, they're just there. They shop and leave.
0: Yes, but the.
1: They have beautiful things to do.
0: Yes, they have to go off and be beautiful at a party or something. (laughs) Show off their Abercrombie. (laughs) I once had a a costumer. We had done a fitting. He was the costumer on uh, Loosely Exactly. His name was Jerry. He was so wonderful. I loved him so much. We finished a fitting and he was like, all right, time for me to go haunt the mall. And it made me laugh so hard. Just thinking about Jerry, like (laughs) just like (laughs) like, walking around the mall, haunting it. I loved him so much. He was so wonderful. I hope he's well. I hope you're well. I,
1: malls also. Oh, you asked me if anyone ever hit on me at the at the makeup counter. Um, I yes. would say, uh, older, Wow,
0: good memory.
1: Older. Oh, I am. I'm. I'm still retaining the the question, baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Older women would. I mean, f- aggressively hit on me like uh, to the, even like weird stuff like you know when you work a, when you work a retail job like mm-hmm. the the only question that you were talking about with your coworkers is where are we going to lunch where are you going to lunch where are you going to lunch <laughs> who's having lunch are you having panda express are you doing panda express are you doing orange julius what, what are you doing like that's all you care about and so mm-hmm. we had a barbecue because the south we had a barbecue place in the mall <laughs> and so we would go there and get barbecue and you know, we're, I'm just eating ribs in the mall very casually. But I would come back I into the... I
0: love that. <laughs> eating ribs in the mall is the wildest <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. Yeah. I was just eating ribs at the mall next to the fucking uh, Contempo. Yeah. Next to Claire's, getting my ears pierced.
1: <laughs> and, and when I would go back, you know, we would have makeup appointments. And I was doing this lady's makeup and she went, Your hands smell like barbecue. It reminds me of my husband. Oh. And I was like... Yeah, I had barbecue, um, and I'm like do I'm like blending this smoky eye out, and I'm like blending. It's a, always the same smoky eye. they always a Pinterest picture of a gold smoky eye. We think we're groundbreaking, but we're. <laughs> I'm, I'm blending <laughs> out this smoky eye, and she's like, "Yeah," um, and she, you know, when you're doing much like makeup, you close your eyes. Well, she had one eye open, mm-hmm. and she's like just staring at me with one eye. That's funny. And, like, and she's like, "You have beautiful eyes that I can look into as well." And I was like, oh. "Okay, thank you." <laughs> and and it just went on like that forever, and then I like. When I get nervous and I'm doing makeup, I sweat. I, just, I can't help it. So, mm-hmm. I was, so I was like sweating and then I sweat on her and she like <sighs> wiped her leg and she was like, oh, you're sweating. And I
0: was like, okay, I really have to, we have to finish. Like we have oh, to finish up. Oh my God. You're sweating and she's like about to fucking slip off her chair because <laughs> she's coming.
1: But she was very nice. She did tip me $50. So that was nice. But um, Ooh, that's yeah. a good tip. I know, especially because nobody thinks they should ever tip makeup artists for some reason. It, like, never happens.
0: It's funny because I feel like we think servers are the only people who get tipped. But I'm like, no, you tip drivers and you tip... I don't know. I can't anyone who's, another, anyone who's thing.
1: doing something you don't want or can't do,
0: you tip yes. pretty much. You tip them. Yeah, uh,
1: Like plumbers, uh, you know, um, housekeepers, makeup artists, hairdressers, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's any of those people.
0: <laughs> tip everybody.
1: Really, you should try if you can.
0: Wait, Benton, we have to take a break. <gasps> okay. That's N U U L Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. And we're back, ben (coughs) Tell me how you got into stand-up. I got into stand-up
1: uh, obviously through trauma um, mm-hmm. originally but I think we all I think everybody knows that so I think this <laughs> all stand up so that we don't need to talk about it um, but I, that and I just I loved Joan Rivers I would watch like my parents would watch Joan Rivers and I would like sneak into the, the hallway and like sit at the end of our hallway because I could see the television mm-hmm. and I would watch Joan Rivers and I just thought it was, I was like she was just everything I loved as like a as like a, a gay Southern child. She had like boas on and sequins and like she was done up and she had these colored nails and she was like a uh, like a f- extra funny little Dolly Parton to me and I loved Dolly Parton <laughs> and and I was like I was like oh my god like that was the first time I'd ever really seen someone be funny as, like, a job. Like, I didn't really know that was, like, a, a skill or a talent. Mm-hmm. like And so I remember being like, oh, every time that makes make someone laugh, I would, in my head, like, even when I was little, I'd be like, oh, like a, that's, like a, like a comedian does. that's like a comedian does. That's a comedian And so I think I just always had that. And then when I got to college, I was like... I'm going to take a comedy class. And it was... Ooh, a
0: comedy class. Yeah,
1: it was... Which is just you going to get the opinions of other people that don't know how to do uh-huh. comedy. It's <laughs> you, uh, you shouldn't really do it. But um, I just started there, and then I just kept going and going. And I in Nashville, at first I had a really hard time ever getting, like, up in an open mic or anything. And I was only... Mm-hmm. And, and if I ever did get on, like, a showcase or something, it would be, like, a local, like, all-women showcase they would put me on or... Or something, and, like, I've only ever opened for women before. Like, I'd never get mm-hmm. booked open for men, which is, like, fine with me. I don't give a shit. Um, but <laughs> I was really hard to, like, get stage time because, like, it was, like, you know, they want to be together. Like, all the bro friends. And, like, I was up mm-hmm. there being, like, you know, telling jokes about, like, straight men are weird. And, like, that's not the vibe. <laughs> and so I, I started my own show. I started a show, Hateful Best Friend, which um, – and uh, I just did my own show, and it became – really popular it was like one of the biggest like self-produced comedy shows in nashville at the time and mm-hmm. i i booked mainly women and like lgbtq artists we did a big like trevor project fundraiser every year like and um so i just kept doing shows that were like connected to charities because i don't know i just I, that matters to me and so that mm-hmm. kind of that's what kind of kept me doing comedy is i was hosting these like fundraisers doing stand-up and then i kept doing that and then i finally got booked at Zanies, and then you were the first Time I was ever actually booked to host for someone and it wasn't like the second choice like the first person didn't cancer or something you were my first like <laughs> you were my first like they called me and said like we think you would do good with Nicole's crowd it was like the first show I ever did that with
0: Aww. well that's delightful I love that I love that you said that you tie charity to your comedy shows I think that's like really nice and it's really sweet. I recently did a like a gala for the environment. I is, I have very little information about it. But the show truly started during the day. And it was a room that was not there for comedy. They were there to, I think, talk to each other. Well, comedy in the daytime is so fun, though. It's the most fun. And we were outside. Mm. And there was a I Like, I held for a plane. I was like, should we... I guess we should just hold for this this plane, and then it took it like slowed down. It was like, oh, a comedy (laughs) show is happening. I'm flying over Nicole Byer. Let me slow the fuck down. And it took so long, and I was like, okay. And then at one point, I was like, I'm gonna just talk about my pussy. And then all the other comics booked on this like insane show were like laughing, but there was this one. My friend was like, there was one woman who was very angry with everything you said, and I was like, of course, I was talking about my pussy. During the as the sunset, you know, it was yeah. like a little too early for it. We <laughs> were like God was high in the sky and
1: I was talking about it. <laughs> but the uh, tying comedy to charity, I think I think you're a good representation of that as a person. like I it's to me, especially right now, I it's really important to me to work with comics and be around comics who like care about uh, things other than comedy. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, and like, I think yeah. like, 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 like your cover you just did, and 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 the cover story that went with it, and they talked about how you were like, w- you just doing what you do is opening doors that someone else may have the opportunity to do it, mm-hmm. and like that is to me the most important thing that any minority, especially comedian, and I hate I hate using the word minority because there is so many of us, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, but like in general, like should be doing, we should all be doing that because like those, I mean, if I didn't have like like, people like you to be booked on to host for or, like, you know, people like Phoebe Robinson or all these people that, that are doing, like, stuff to make jobs for other people, then, like, I couldn't do that for somebody else. Like, someone mm-hmm. else. It, like, that's really important to me. And I think to this generation of comedians, that's really important. And I, like, I love that change. I'm, like, so ready for that to be, like, the norm of comedy to, like, give a shit about something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, like... I don't know. I, like... The older I get, the more I'm, like... There is so much room at the table. So it's like, uh, just like, make room for somebody else. Or, I don't know, like, somebody getting a job is not taking away from me getting a job. I already have a job, so it's like... Also, no
1: one can do what you do. Mm-hmm. No one, literally no one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one has as much energy as me! <laughs> it's true.
1: <laughs> it's important, though, because I comedy is one of those things that is like, out of I, mean, I know there's like a lot of smoke and mirrors to like movement sometimes but in general like as far as the industry of entertainment goes I think comedy is one of the ones that is like the slowest to adapt to like mm-hmm. diversity and stuff like we are still like lineups and lineups of like dude after dude in a flannel which is nothing wrong with that like they're great comedians or you know most mm-hmm. of the time most of them but like you know in general like it's if you really go to a comedy show like 9 of 10, 10 you'll hear very similar things if you hear something different that's mm-hmm. like out of pocket about like a pansexual experience or uh you know like a black trans man like you it would be mm-hmm. that would, it, you would be shocked you'd be like what like it would you would not be prepared that would you would never think oh a comedy show i will hear about this thing that i relate to you think mm-hmm. you're going to hear about you know straight relationships straight dating straight sex <laughs> you know you're or you're going to hear like very um kind of calculated like jokes about like gay stereotypes or this type of stereotype or mm-hmm. it's, it's one or the other normally and I think that that's changing with people like you because you guys are doing uh, all the comedians that I'm following and looking up to recently especially now is like they're doing it like they're not making it a big thing they're not like today is my day where I post about politics it's just like <laughs> you're, being, you're being extremely funny and then also speaking when it matters
0: yeah I try to like I don't know put shit out in the world that's like helpful like I learned that Plan B does not work for fat women. So every time I see something that refers fat women to a different, uh, like a, what is it? A contraceptive thing, whatever, whatever plan B is called. I always like try to post that to like make sure that my little fatties know that like you need two of them or you need this other brand that I can't think of. Um, And then I just like, I don't know. I love posting video. I haven't done it in a while, but I like to find videos of like, alt comics that, like, maybe aren't well-known and, like, posting a little bit of them. Um, But it's also funny to think that, like, a lot of comedy shows are just the same people over and over and over again when you have, like, so many wonderful, unique voices. Like, River Butcher on his new special, uh, it's on Comedy Central, has this joke that made me laugh so hard. He was like, I've been to parties spoken to white women, and I can talk about them. I used to be one, which is Rivers Trans, and it's so funny. And uh, he goes into how uh, he's like, white women will ask what my pronouns are, and, I, and then oh, yes. I think the joke is like, what are you going to do with them? And that was so funny to me. And then about how they misgender yeah. <laughs> anyway after they've asked for the pronoun. I'm butchering this joke. Yeah, I know the joke. She's like, she's a they. such a funny her, joke. Yes. they like,
1: her pronouns are they. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, It's such a funny joke.
0: <laughs> and to me, I'm like, no, it's not my experience. I don't know about being misgendered. But like. You've seen that interaction happen. Yeah. Like, you've seen it happen and it, it's just cuz like just cuz you don't directly relate to something doesn't mean it's not very fucking funny. Yeah. And you've also I mean and you
1: relate in the sense of like you've had someone like misrepresent your words or misunderstand yeah. something or try and get it wrong. Like you understand the awkwardness of it. Mhm. Like it's it's yeah, I mean there's so many so many funny comedians and funny I mean like it, just so many funny comedians out there and it, it is most shows are like a very very similar run through and i think it's because like a lot of the comedians that are like um don't fit into that like very heterosexual kind of like square are kind of off doing other things like they're also like creating their own shows or hosting mm-hmm. or, or they're involved in writing or fashion or they have multiple interests not just comedy whereas like a lot of you know like a lot of comedians kind of like dominate comedy because it is like their it is their thing. Like it's what they do. It's the
0: only thing. Stand up. It's it.
1: And if you don't do it a certain way, you're doing it wrong.
0: Like it's like yeah, which is interesting to me because I I like to tell stories. I don't do like you know like a setup and a punch and a twist. Like I like to play with the format. I don't know comedy. Yeah. It's uh, it's also subjective. Like, I'm not going to be funny to everybody. And everybody's not funny to me, baby.
1: 100%.
0: Real quick. We got to take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Who you want to date. Okay. Because people be sliding in the DMs after. Um, I had someone slide in my DMs recently trying to pass their brother off on me. To which I say, "Eh, no, 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 no. Please don't sell your family to me. I don't want it. (laughs) It just seems a little weird. I'd like to find the dick on my own, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So describe to me like your most perfect person. Um, I oh, okay.
1: Um, I will say, and I don't even know if we're allowed to say this anymore, but I I'm just gonna be honest about it. Um, I I am attracted to like kind of stereotypical masculinity. I think okay. it's because I think it's because I grew up in the South and that was what I was around mm-hmm. so much. Like that is my understanding of how men act. So I think that like mm-hmm. obviously I'm you know I'm going through puberty. I'm finding out you know how I feel about men and women, and so you kind of are attracted to like usually I think what you're kind of around in some way mm-hmm. but I am I'm very attracted to like stereotypically masculine men I don't mean like like it doesn't have to be like physically really it's just like the attitude of masculinity is very specific to me
0: do you mean like somebody who's like slightly overbearing and will order your food for you at dinner
1: wait what is what is what
0: someone who's slightly overbearing and will order your food for you at dinner <laughs> no, no, no no no
1: no I would, I, I would like consensual masculinity um, okay it, so
0: like what kind of masculine like tell me
1: like when I say stereotypical it's things that like I don't believe these things make a man but like to like me I'm a tri- like 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 um, like muscles a bigger build okay. a hairy chest like, okay. I, things like that or like oh, to okay. me like you don't have to have those things to be super masculine but that's to me what is that's like stereotypically masculine okay. yeah okay Things like I'm that. I'm on
0: board. Okay. So tall. Muscle. The brawny man, essentially.
1: Yeah. I, I'm also not into dating, which is a big thing among, you know, the LGBTQers, is they want to date um someone that looks like them or is kind of like them. In my experience, oh, sure. I found that. That's not me. I want the opposite. I don't want to. I don't want you to. We need to have different hobbies. We should have different interests. I want to have different yeah. conversations. I want to. En- I want to learn about what you like and start to enjoy it. Like, I want to. I don't want to date myself. That's creepy to me.
0: Interesting. I feel like I want to date somebody who has slightly same interests as me, but also, like, you know, bring some culture to my life, you know? Yeah. Bring a little flair, a little spice to my life. But, like, I do want to have some things in common. Well,
1: I guess I mean, like, I I want... Like, we could both enjoy reading books, but we don't need to enjoy the same book, like, the identical, like, genres. Okay. If we do, that's fine. But, like, I think maybe this is just, like, also a little PTSD because a lot of times when you work in cosmetics, people are, like, always trying to hook you up with other boys that work in cosmetics. And, like, sure. I'm just, like, I don't—the I don't. The last thing I want to ever do is have to talk to the person I'm dating about makeup. I do not want to talk to you about it. I don't like it doesn't exist when I don't have to work around it.
0: You don't want to go to bed at night with someone being like, Good night, babe. I think we're out of Ruby Woo at the counter.
1: Mm-mm. No, that's a, ni- a nightmare fuel. <laughs> I don't want it. I love that. Pe- I love that there are people that do want that. Like I think that that's how I am. That's me. Like so I'm not like. I think a lot of times when you say mm-hmm. that, people are like, "Oh, so you don't like thin?" You know, like, and that's not true because I'm super feminine in that sense, and so like i I'm, I'm all for it. But I already am that, so I'm not looking. F- I'm not like attracted to it.
0: Sure. Okay. Um. If you start dating someone, are you gonna be like upfront that you haven't kissed or um, how you say fucked before? Like, is that something that you would talk about or would you just like let it happen?
1: Um, I is that an invasive question? I think uh, not for me. I mean, what? Okay. (laughs) Uh, But I don't. I don't. I think I would be upfront about it. I guess it would depend on the situation. Like, I don't honestly at this point, and maybe this is just my feeling as well. Like sex and that stuff doesn't feel very big anymore. It doesn't feel like a big mm-hmm. thing. Even though I I know it is, and, like, it's great if it it's feels... Not. Well, I mean, if it feels that way to someone, like, that's cool. But, like, oh, it just... Sure. I think it used to feel that way to me, but now it's just, like, even without having sex, I know enough about sex that if I wanted to have sex it would not be like what do we do I wouldn't be like confused you know what I mean I I understand the concept there's nothing you're gonna like I'm not like tricked like wait what so I think I don't know that I need to say it but if it's like if it comes up in conversation I'm not gonna be like and just so you know this is fresh like I mean you know what I mean like it's not not gonna be like a thing what a a treat that would be
0: I would die if someone looked me dead in the eyes and said honey is fresh. I would be like, well, now I have to marry you. This is literally perfect. I love it so much. I will say the people that I have told in conversation,
1: like, never, they just they always think I'm lying. Like they never believe me. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like, and then I just I'm just like, okay, like, how do, how do I argue that? How do I be like, <laughs> you no, <know>, I promise. <laughs> like I, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like, but no one's ever believed me.
0: What a funny thing to lie about. Truly. I... Used to think sex was, like, the most important thing. Like, I fuck, we gotta fuck. But the older I get, the more horny I get for love. And then a nice little treat is a fat dick in my mouth. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, are you nice to me? Do you want to talk to me? And then do you want to put your dick in my mouth? Like, it comes third now. Right, don't give
1: blowjobs to boys who don't care.
0: Yes. If you don't care, do not bear. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you? Um.
1: Uh, are you? A, are you? Do you care about dick size? Because you said. <laughs> do you care about
0: that? Okay. Listen. I used to be a size queen. I used to be like, I don't like I'm tiny, but I have gotten shamed for uh, body shaming. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now I'm at a point in my life where, like, I would like to get to know somebody and if they pull down their pants and it's small we can we can work there's a place called the pleasure chest where we can mm-hmm. get a strap on we can we can figure it out fingies are fun tongues are fun fingies are fun
1: <laughs> see i know i worked with a girl who only she said she only picked her her partners based on basket shopping which, oh you know you know basket shopping
0: looking at bulges
1: yeah so she would only she would only that's the only way she would pick a partner, and I was like, "How does that work? That has to be a numbers game."
0: I mean, it has to be. Then also, some people don't have big flaccid dicks, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, some people okay. don't have big floppers. Like,
1: what? She would tell you that she would go into detail about that as if she was giving a TED talk, like she had the secret to life figured out. Also, perpetually single, like never was with anyone more that's than I guess those funny. experiences. But she would let you know, like, there—that's the key to finding a man. And I was like, to stare at
0: them. Yeah, to just be staring at their crotches. Yeah. and then I mean, if they're wearing jeans, sometimes it's hard to see. Like, are you only look like you? You're only going to go on someone who, uh, a date with someone who's wearing sweatpants? Like, ma'am, what? What are <laughs> yeah, you? It, what are you doing? It's so
1: crazy to me. But I did love her, like her vivid uh, use of the word basket shopping all the time. It was baskets. They were anything you could really hold something in. She would refer to them as, which I found to be very.
0: I fun. love it. Very fun. A jug. Look at that jug on that man. <laughs> oh, look at that <laughs> yeah. picture. Look at that fruit bowl. Ooh, look at that cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's truly so wild. Okay. Well, if you are tall, masculine leaning, not into makeup, maybe like football. Get into
1: Ben's jams. <laughs> yeah, I, I sound, I truly sound like one of those horrible people that's on Grindr, like, no fats, no fems, but that's <laughs> well, not, I'm you not. You sound <laughs>
0: like somebody who went to the party on January 6th in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, somebody I who swear went to the insurrection. Like <laughs> <laughs> because I would never, ever
1: be like, it get away from me. I, mean, I would never, that's just not the vibe. I just am those things, okay? I am the
0: fat, I am the fem. One and done one and done darling (laughs) i think it's so funny when people are like no fats there's this one guy on love is blind his name is shake he's he was like uh he he kept asking people if they like worked out and he was like uh can i put you on my shoulders at a game and someone was like yeah i mean if you could do it and he's like would i be able to do it he's very intent on (laughs) that's finding i know finding a thin person on a show called love is blind i'm like honey you signed up to maybe end up with a fat but netflix they didn't they they only had one little chunk and i don't think she found anybody um but it was just so funny to me
1: my favorite thing of whenever like um like reality dating shows have like one girl who has like an ass and they're like she's the fat mm-hmm. one she's the fatty McFatterson <laughs> that's, that's, that's she can barely fit through the door that one you're like what she's <laughs> gonna have trouble here she's too big yeah and they're always like I, mean, I don't know I just want a small girl like that girl just has hips like she just mm-hmm. I don't understand the problem here I want to see a reality show about love where all the contestants look like they should be on TLC
0: I would watch that. There was one called Big Love, which I don't think you could like find anymore. It was on Hulu, It was on Fox. Um, and it was plus size women where instead of their name and occupation, it was their name and their weight. Can you even, and what? they were all vying for the love of a man shaped like a potato. He looked like Mr. Potato head through and through. And these women were like, I don't know if he's going to like me. And I'm like, girl, you could, you could find any old potato anywhere. And a lot of the women were like, this is my last chance. I love it was so wild. And I loved it. I I mean, bring back that reality television to me, bring back big love, bring back the sweet Juan, where women competed for plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, bring back Next. <laughs> I want Next to come back. Next is so funny. <laughs> Next is so... The, the, I, the
1: concept is Next. Like, the pitch meeting for Next, where someone is like, so we're gonna have three random facts that literally no one would ever want to know about someone, and then mm-hmm. the, and immediately when you step off the bus, you can Next that motherfucker. Next them.
0: Next! <laughs> Ugh, oh, it's
1: so funny. And it would always be like, you know, Joey only wears women's Gap cargo pants. And you're like, okay. <laughs>
0: it's like, okay, Joey.
1: There's a lot of pitch meetings I would love to be in.
0: <laughs> well, Benton. We've reached the end.
1: Ah, oh, this is so fun.
0: Thank you for doing this. Okay, I usually ask all my guests this. I did go through a phase where I stopped asking because I was like, mm, I'm going to change stuff, but I'm right back to where I started. Would you date me, Benton?
1: Would I date you? Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. If I, if I was into <gasps> women, I would date you in a
1: heartbeat. What are you talking oh, about? Thank you. Thank you. You would be so fun. You are so fun. You're hilarious. And you're going to win an Emmy. So that's basically an EGOT. And I would like to be signed up for that that marriage.
0: That's so nice. You know I'm not going to win as long as RuPaul is nominated. Which is fine. It's been a fun tradition to dress up and lose to RuPaul. And I hope I get to do it again this year. <laughs> Listen, you're going to
1: get it. I'm telling you. It's an EGOT, baby.
0: Girl. All right. Um. Well, do you have anything you want to promote? Um.
1: I have... Um. The middle of, what is it, where were we in, July? Yeah, the middle of this month, I have a really cool merch collaboration coming out with Crystal Draw stuff. It's um like a fun, cutesy punk collection that's all based around mental health. Um Aww. Yeah, it's all about like being different and mental health. It's really cool. And um, we already talked about my Patreon, which is at Ben Ray, and my podcast coming out later in the year, Haveful Best Friend, so that'll be fun. And that's it.
0: I love that. Well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Dame Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck it's called. And then if you write an email to Podcast at gmail.com and write something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. So this person said, I want to dress us both up at, in antennae and b wings and drizzle you with honey making sure that none of you gets in your puss thank you i would lick all the honey off your body and call you my queen bee then i would wear a strap-on backwards so it looked like a bee stinger then i'd fuck you with my stinger dildo <laughs> while you scream pollinate me daddy after you come we'd have honey nut cheerios then watch the secret life of bees with jennifer hudson and queen Latisha. Oh hell yeah <laughs> hope that was nasty enough i'm asexual <laughs> That was very funny. All right, bye bye. Bye. That's it for "Why Won't You Date Me?" with me, Nicole Byer. "Why Won't You Date Me?" is produced and engineered by oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. Love you thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat! What a dream! <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue.